This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. It is a Friday. It is The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, and there's a lot to get to. Thankfully, we're going to have sports again. Enough of this ESPYs crap. Who's watching that? We got uh, the MLB second half. It's really past the halfway point, but all right, second half. It all starts today with a full slate of games. Major League Baseball released its 2024 schedule. Not a lot of hype to that, but okay. Uh, We'll get into that. And the hazing situation at Northwestern leads to the end of Pat Fitzgerald as the head football coach there. We'll get into all of it. It's the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet River. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. So I want to start with this uh, Pat Fitzgerald situation in Northwestern. Um, now, obviously there was an investigation. There is some, you know, some level of hazing going on. Uh, multiple accusations by former players. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald initially suspended. I'm not going to get into the details of the hazing. Some of it of a sexual nature. Because I'm sure most of you know it already. Um, But Pat Fitzgerald was originally suspended for two weeks by Northwestern or three weeks, whatever it was. He agreed to the suspension. Two weeks later, they decide, no, they're getting a lot of pressure. He's getting fired. Okay. Now, um, the investigation by Northwestern At the end of their investigation, they concluded that there was no proof that Pat Fitzgerald knew what was going on. Um, And Pat Fitzgerald's lawyer, and he was fired for cause, which means cause means is they don't have to pay you. Okay. now, Pat Fitzgerald's lawyer is going to try to sue them. They're going to try to get paid. He's going to talk about all this reputation, blah, blah, blah. They they, they just want to get him paid. Okay, I get that. First of all. Uh, Let me make it clear in all these situations, because whenever there's a situation like this, uh, everybody takes sides. We see it all the time, right? We've decided we're either supporting the coach or we're not. We've decided we're either supporting the player or we're not. Um, And I'll say this. The tr- the truth is often somewhere in between, right? Obviously, there's this hazing going on at the school. There's probably hazing going on with most football teams. Um, did Pitt- Pat Fitzgerald know? Uh, how would okay? There's no proof. We we can all uh, speculate about it. How would we know? I'll speculate about it. I find it hard to believe that a head coach wouldn't know what's going on with his team, but I don't know that for sure. Okay. Ultimately, I'm not going to debate whether Pat Fitzgerald should be fired or not. If the, the university uh, seems like 
they fired him because they got pressure. They got outside pressure, which I don't like. Uh, initially, if all that went on, all that has been accused of went on, that he should have been fired in the first place, in my opinion. Um, but I also don't like, well, we've made a decision, but now there's public pressure, so we're going to fire somebody. I think that's bad. What I will say, though, is I don't understand what goes through the minds of people with this hazing situation. This is a thing on sports teams that I don't get, and I've been on sports teams. I didn't play at college. I played baseball in high school. I quit before my senior year, which I regret deeply. But I did play baseball and I played, you know, as a kid. And I guess those things, it was a different time. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I never had any experiences like this where there was any kind of hazing. Now, I'm a man. Many of you listening are men. Not all of you, but many of you. We're all uh, uh, dopey by nature, right? We, we, uh, we like busting each other's balls. That's a thing with guys, and that's all right. Busting balls amongst a group of guys is is okay. But some of us realize there's a line. Why like this stuff doesn't really happen with women? I, I'm sure it does every once in a blue moon. But like with men, it, it it's going to cross the line more often than women. It, I I don't know if they're, they're smarter than us, more sensitive than us. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but men are more likely to cross that line where it goes from uh, busting balls to like, what the hell is going on here? And that is appears what happened in this case and what has happened many times before. Um, how it turns into a thing of sexual nature, that's a whole nother ball game that I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. But it's so weird to me that like to be a guy on the team i i have to get tied up to a goal post or whatever it may be these, th- these things are stupid they're also stupid and me railing on it here is not going to change it these things are still going to go on this supposed rite of passage we got to beat somebody up we got to abuse somebody we got to humiliate somebody i don't get it I would never want to be part of something like that. I would never want my son to be part of something like that either way. Bullying, humiliating. That's what cowards do. That's the type of behavior of people that are scared. They're cowards. And so anybody that hazes or bullies is a coward. That's just the way it is. Uh, and so I, I never understood this stuff. I understand that it happens. I, I, I get it as, as, you know, that men, we, we always have to, I don't know, we got to prove we're tough or we're resilient. I don't know what it is. But in the end, we just end up proving we're stupid. Um, and this is another situation where things seem to have got gone way too far. And if they did go way too far, 
Pat Fitzgerald is responsible. And whether he knew about it or not, he deserved to be fired if things went too far, which it appears they did. And why is that? Because Pat Fitzgerald is going to the homes of 17, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids and saying to the parents, I'm going to take care of your son. I'm going to teach your son to be a man, to grow up. I'm going to guide him not only as a football player, but as a man. That's the commitment you're making as a head coach. And this type of behavior going on uh, is not that. He didn't live up to his commitment if, if this all happened. Again, I wasn't there. I don't know. But if it did all happen, it happened on his watch. He's responsible. Period. That's it. Now, I think the, the college screwed up. If they thought if they thought what he did was fireable, they should have fired him initially and not suspended him two weeks. If they thought what he did was not fireable, well, then they shouldn't have changed their mind because of public pressure. I don't like that. We can't make decisions on public pressure. We have to make decisions on the reality of what happened, not the, you know, what 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 the outside people think, but. We have to make those decisions based on what happened, not based on, oh, well, but he's our football coach and he's a good football coach. I don't want to lose him. That shouldn't factor in either, and that does 100%. I'm a big St. John's basketball fan. I, I'm not – I, I got to admit, I'm excited. Rick Pitino's the new head coach. I think St. John's has a chance to be a relevant basketball program for the first time in a couple of decades. But the guy's a bad guy. He's had all kinds of crap in his career, all kinds of bad behavior, all kinds of stupid things. Teams just want to win. That's the, the sad part. Uh, they put winning. Winning is placed over everything. And that leads to out-of-control behavior from both coaches and players. That leads to incidents that should never happen and that do. On a much lighter note, the Major League Baseball season returns with a full slate of games tonight. Uh, first game of the, the second half uh, will be at 6.05 tonight between the Padres and Phillies in, in Philadelphia. Uh, some, some interesting matchups on the docket for Friday night. Uh, you got the Guardians and the Rangers. The Guardians at first place in the AL Central, despite having a 45 and 45 record. Obviously, the Rangers have had a very good season. Aaron Savale has pitched very well for Cleveland against John Gray, who's pitched very well for Texas. Arizona and Toronto, uh, a good series starting tonight in Toronto. Marlins and Orioles, two two teams. I mean, or, the Orioles showed signs last year, but both these teams having fantastic seasons and pretty unexpected, especially for the Marlins. Dodgers and the disappointing Mets at City Field tonight. Uh, Julio Urias 
faces Justin Verlander, first game back. Brewers and Reds, matchup of the top two teams in the NL Central. That series starting in Cincinnati tonight. Um, Astros and Angels. You know, the interesting thing is we, we are about we're 17 days away from the trade deadline in Major League Baseball. Uh, the Angels probably will not trade Shohei Otani. Uh, and I get the sentiment is, well, if we trade him, there goes our chances of re-signing him. I, I actually don't believe that. If I were Shohei Otani and... I wanted to stay with the Angels. I'd actually want to be traded now, and re- and then I could re-sign because if I get traded now, when I go back to the Angels next year, I'll go back to a much better team in theory because the Angels could get a haul for Shohei Otani, but they're going to be very short-sighted and not do that. You could get so much for him. The Angels are not going to the playoffs. They've fallen apart. Mike Trout's out. If I'm Otani, I'm not signing with the Angels anyway. I, I, You know, I've gone all this time in the big leagues. I've never been to the playoffs. It's 0% my fault. Uh, they don't know how to – they don't build teams well there. They don't get any pitching. Uh, I'm not re-signing there anyway. The Angels are stupid not to trade them. I, I know it sounds crazy, but the Angels should 100% trade Otani because they would they would without a doubt get a massive haul in return. But they won't do it. They're not a well-run organization. Um, so there you go. Those are those are some of the uh, interesting matchups. Red Sox, Cubs. Neither team is great, but the Red Sox are five games over five hundred now. Cubs are five under, but the two uh, two classic franchises at Wrigley Field start a uh, a series tonight. Um. As we play the final 70-some-odd games of the Major League season, right now, if the playoffs started today, your playoff teams in the American League would be the division winners would be the Rays, the Guardians, and the Rangers. Again, even though the Guardians are just a 500 team. And the wild cards would be Baltimore, Toronto, and Houston. The Yankees would be out. But they're only a game back. And the Yankees, Boston, Mariners, Angels. Twins all within five games. Tigers, White Sox, Royals, and A's uh, are 10 or more games out. But the Tigers are only five and a half out in the wild card. So, uh, excuse me, in the AL Central. So only the White Sox, Royals, and A's are more than five and a half games out of a playoff spot in the American League. In the National League, the Braves are going to run away with the the East. They're the best team in baseball by a lot. Um, Miami having a tremendous season. Philly seven games over. Cincinnati leads Milwaukee by a game in the Central. And the Diamondbacks and Dodgers are tied for first in the West. Dodgers have the, you know, the better winning percentage. But they're, they're, both, they're tied. Giants two and a half back. They've had a quietly a really nice last month or so. Wildcard teams in the National League. The Marlins. It would be the Diamondbacks technically and the Giants. Phillies and Brewers right there. Uh... So e- even the Padres six back, the Cubs six and a half, the Mets seven, I'd, I'd give a chance, all three. I don't think any of them are going to make the playoffs, but i give them a chance. Pirates now eight out of a wild card. The Cardinals are done. They said they're, tra- they're selling, which they never do. 
which is going to be interesting. The Nationals and the Rockies, obviously, uh, they are finished as well. I think it's weird that Major League Baseball releases its next season schedule during the season. There's no hype. I mean, I know it's not football, which is every game means so much. But there's no hype for the baseball um, schedule release. I know you do it on an off day when there's no sports going on. But why not wait till after the season? I don't, find a day in the off season where people can maybe get excited about. I mean, it's hard to get excited about any schedule besides the the NFL because the games just don't mean the same much, that the same amount. That's why the NFL is the most popular sport because the every game is life or death, not literally, but you get the point. They're talking about expansion in Major League Baseball, which is terrible. They're doing it for one reason. The only reason they're expanding is to get more money so the billionaire owners can get even richer. That's the only reason they're doing it. The players are going to be on board. I get it. They, you know, it's more that's 60, uh, 52 more jobs in Major League Baseball. I get it. I, I understand why the players would want to do it. Um, but the owners are doing it out of greed. There's no need for two more teams in, in baseball. I hate the idea of eight 14 divisions in baseball. I think it stinks. We already have the AL Central where there's a team like the Guardians. Now, maybe the Guardians are, or the Twins will play great in the second half, but as of now, it's 72 games to go. The Guardians are first place with a 500 record. With four, with divisions of four teams, that, that could become a regular thing. I, I hate that. But that's what they're going to do here. Now, I do the one thing I will say is what they uh, may do, and I know some old school fans, some of the old timers are going to get worked up by this. They're going to get very angry. But I, this is the only thing I like about the idea of uh, adding two teams and, and having eight divisions is that you're going to have some radical realignment. I think the I think the Yankees and Mets should be in the same division. I think the Cubs and White Sox would, should be in the same division. I think um, you know the uh, Cleveland should be in a division with Pittsburgh, with the two hours apart. Big rivalry between those cities. Um, that ends the history of the American League, National League. Who cares? Dodgers and Angels, same division with the Giants, right? And you'd build some some really good, nice new rivalries in addition to the ones you already have. I mean, if you had Boston, Philly, and the two New York teams in one division, I mean, that's that's pretty sweet. So I do like that part of it. That's really the only thing. That's the only benefit to me of uh, the thirty-two teams because you don't need you can expand in the NBA. I mean, like, do we need? We are, there's already too many teams, but. I heard, uh, I can't remember who was talking about this. It may have been Ken Rosenthal saying that it's going to be, uh, it might not have been, I can't remember now who I heard say this, but that the teams that come into the expansion into the uh, into Major League Baseball, they're going to pay a $2 billion fee. $2 billion. So that would be $4 billion in the pockets of the 30 billionaires already. And I'm sure 
teams like the Guardians and 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 uh, Rays and and Pirates will still not spend any money, even with all that money going in their pocket. Four billion dollars split thirty ways. I got to do the math on that. What is the math on that? Four billion. Get my calculator. Can my calculator go that high? Four. 100, 4,000, 40,000, 400,000, 4 million, 40 million, 400 million. I don't even know. I don't even think my calculator goes that high. Divided by 30. I don't know. My calculator won't even get to a billion. That's how much money that is. Um, but that's what it's all about. They'll tell you other things. It's only about money for the owners. That's what er everything teams do is about money for the owners. It's never about anything else. It's never about the fan. It's never about the fans. Now, sometimes these things benefit the fans, like changes to the game. But ultimately, you have to realize, and you may not care, but every single thing the owners do in sports is to put more money in their pockets. They do they only care about you the fan in terms of you spending more money to give them more money. The super they don't care about you at all. They don't care about what's doing right for the fan. They only care about making more money. That's it. It's it's pure greed. So that's that's why they would be expanding, which is completely unnecessary in baseball. The the only sport that you can make an argument is is the NFL, and even there, they won't. They I don't think they. Well, I shouldn't say they won't. If they have a chance to make more money, they will. They have the perfect number of teams right now at thirty two. You go any more than that, it gets crazy. But they don't care. They don't care. Uh, if they cared, they wouldn't have gone to seventeen. Although, see, I, that that's where their greed benefits. Many of us, because I like the 17 games. I like more football. I'd like to see a second bye week because I like to shorten the time between the football and baseball season. I don't like that time of year between football and baseball because it's the two sports I care about the most. And I hate that time. But now the Super Bowl has been pushed back a week. With another bye, you could push it back to President's Week. And that's basically around the time that spring training's not that I, you know, not that spring training's that exciting, but. At least it feels like baseball's uh, starting at that point. So um, we'll see what they do there. But um, they are going to expand here at some point. To the NFL, uh, Jets star defensive tackle Quinnen Williams yesterday signed a four-year $96 million extension. Uh, with $66 million guaranteed. It's the largest guarantee in franchise history. I think it's the second largest guarantee ever and the second highest average annual value ever for a defensive tackle. He's a great player and appears to be a great guy. He's always like yucking it up with the media. I like that. I mean, I don't know the guy personally, so I hate, I hate to say guy's a great guy when I don't know him you know uh, there's been other people you thought were great guys and you, you don't know him really but Quentin Williams appears to be a really good guy and a very popular player and and uh, I think we're, we are learning that 
having a great defensive tackle is really important. I think it's a position that kind of got overlooked, has been overlooked you know, in terms of paying these guys. But if you have an elite defensive tackle like Aaron Donald, who's an all-time elite, but Quinton Williams is fantastic. He's one of the best D tackles in the league. And so I actually think this is a smart move by the Jets. It's a very important piece. So uh, the, the Jets are, you know, I've talked about the Browns being a team that's a real contender. If Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback, the Jets are a real contender too. That's a big if. I mean, he's approaching 40 years old. Tom Brady is the exception, not the rule. you got to remember that. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers will turn 40 in December. But if he can still play at an elite level, which he didn't last year. But again, Tom Brady, I don't think, did his last year in New England. And then he bounced back and did again with Tampa. Maybe Aaron Rodgers does the same thing. I don't know. If he does, they're a legit contender. If he doesn't, they're just a team. They'll be on hard knocks. The franchise didn't want to be. By the way, speaking of hard knocks, there's this new show on Netflix. I don't know if some of you have seen it. It's called Quarterback. I've watched the first two episodes. It, they, they spent a year, all of last year, with, with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. It is fascinating. It is way better than Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks has grown stale and lame. We have the same stories every year. The, the random white dude at the end of the bench fighting for the roster spot. The cut-down day. Like, all these storylines are getting so... Uh, somebody doing something goofy at a, at, a, at a meeting where they're singing or something silly. Uh, it's getting played. This quarterback show is top notch. It's focused on players we care about, not some random dudes at the end of the bench. Because we want to make up a story. Check it out on Netflix. They're not paying me, but they should be. Because it's good stuff. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I'll see you. I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing. That's it for me for today. It's the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.